Welcome to The Voice Now Heard. My name is Jana Young, and this podcast is my story of how a knock on a door upended my life and was the beginning to uncovering layers of secrets and lies. As I process the hurt and betrayal, I want to share what can be learned from looking at life through a different lens. I'm speaking up to reclaim my power and encourage others in difficult situations. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode three of The Voice Now Heard. The title of this episode is Know Your Worth. I had a few different ideas for titles for this episode. A couple of them included The Mistress Across the Street, The Double Life, The Secret Life. And I decided to go with Know Your Worth, which you'll see the reason for that and the reason I chose it as I go through the story. This is the morning after the knock on the door. My friend Amy had come over. I had not gotten any sleep before. I was still in shock and reeling from everything that had happened. And I get a text. It says, this is so-and-so, the person whose house you showed up at yesterday. Do you have a few minutes to talk? Before the conversation, I took a few minutes and I tried to think of What I want to ask and what I want to know. A few of those things were, how long is she saying they were together? What connection was I to the situation? Like, did she know he was married? How long had he been living with her? Where did she think he was at times he wasn't staying with her and he was at our house? Just a little background information for context. He and I had talked about if either one of us met someone to have the respect to tell the other person and have that hard conversation rather than cheating. About a year ago, I had asked him if he was cheating because he was gone so much, and he said no. And I remember saying, if that's ever the case, please have the decency and respect to tell me. As hard as that would be, I would want each of us to be happy and and move on if, if that was a situation. Now I know that there was never a time I was the only one that he was in a relationship with, that there was always someone else. I wanted to clarify to her that I had offered an out and that he could have been honest when I asked him. He could have gone to be with her at any time, but he didn't. And he could have divorced me to be with her, and he didn't. When the conversation started, she said that when their relationship began, she did not know he was married. She made sure they were in a monogamous relationship and that they hung out and courted and dated a year, whatever that means. And then they had been in an exclusive relationship for an additional three years. From there, we just started asking each other questions and comparing timelines. As I go through, I'm going to tell what each of us thought about a situation and then what the truth and reality of the situation was. And as I go through, I know it's going to sound kind of matter of fact going through this timeline. And the reason for that is because if I stopped after everyone and said a bunch of curse words and things that would not be helpful. And looking back at the conversation when I actually was having it, I was just in shock and speechless at everything that came out. And I just kept the conversation going and asking more questions. And as I look back and as you hear some of these things... Feel free to respond however you feel 
appropriate as you're listening. In 2020, when COVID started, I was working in an emergency department. I was working at a hospital that was probably about five minutes away from where we lived. At the time, I was working days. And we all know how stressful that time was for life in general, how much anxiety there was. I had an extra layer of that working in a hospital, in an emergency room, and all over a hospital doing crisis assessments when COVID started. I thought our routine didn't change much during COVID. We both got up in the morning, both left for work. He told me his computer wouldn't work with our internet and his work, it wasn't compatible. And so I thought he was going to his office every day. And he would come home super late, like 10 or 11. And later March, he got a promotion at work. And I thought that also was just adding to his hours because he was starting to transition to that new role. The truth was, the ho told me that he was really going to her house. And she said they worked remotely for all of COVID from her house. And they took walks in the neighborhood during the day. And then he would come home to my house at night. Mid-summer 2020, he told me that they had a COVID hotel where students who needed a quarantine would stay. And that every Saturday, he would need to stay there. It ended up being... Sometimes Fridays, sometimes weekdays, but the majority of weekends he was gone. I heard many stories about things that happened at the COVID hotel. And so I had no reason to believe that was a made-up thing. The truth was, she told me, there were no staff at the COVID hotel. So all those times he used the COVID hotel as being gone for the night, he was with one of his other women. I'm going to fast forward to 2021. We started going back to more recent time and Memorial Day weekend. This weekend, my dad actually had a heart attack and went into the hospital. I thought he was at a retreat for work and he told me that everyone there got COVID except he and one other person and that two people were hospitalized. It was so bad and he decided to stay longer on this trip away so that he wouldn't expose me since my dad was in the hospital. The truth was, he was in another state at a concert with the Ho, and then they took a very long vacation to South Carolina. The other truth was the place that he told me he went consistently for work retreats does not exist. Mid-June. I was dealing with my dad was coming out of the hospital, going into rehab. My sis sister just had surgery. I thought my husband had an interview in another state for a job. Here I am pondering how life would change if he got this job and we would move and relocate. And the truth is he and the Ho went on vacation and then they went to visit this family who I will not say their name but I'd heard all about this family and their children over the years but I had never met them and she told me that they're very good friends of theirs and that they visited them multiple times and the truth was there was no job interview 
That was all made up. Early July, I thought he was on a work trip. He had a big story about midweek that when I thought he was going to be coming home, that he had to stay longer and that if he left, he'd be fired. And it was a very intense situation. And these events of drama would go on for an extended period of time before they came to some resolution. And obviously it came to the point where I was like, well, you obviously need to stay where you are because you can't be fired. The truth was he really was in Seattle on vacation with the hoe. I know I mentioned last episode about finding the boarding pass and that all matched up with that timeline. Then she asked if I knew when the hoe asked me, I said, I haven't heard that name in many years. I remember they were good friends, but I thought something happened and they weren't in touch anymore. The truth is she told me, well, she's a college friend and she feels like he has an obsession with her and he was texting her inappropriately at a concert Memorial Day weekend. Mid-July, she asked if I was in Cincinnati with him and I said no, I hadn't traveled anywhere with him since the summer of 2019. And she said she thought he was probably with him, that he had canceled a trip with her. He told me, since work was so stressful, his therapist... Who knows if there really was a therapist. I even thought I knew who the name of the therapist was and all that, but I really don't know how much of that is true now. But his therapist told him he needed to go and take a break and shut off his phone and computer and disconnect since he hadn't had a day off since Christmas. And I changed my biking biking event plans to only being gone one night. I was going to be out of town for a couple nights at a biking event. And I thought he had gone somewhere alone for the weekend to disconnect. The truth is, it turns out he was with for a big, long birthday weekend. This is a good example of, I have no idea how he juggled three women. You can tell even from this story, he had to cancel a trip with the hoe, tell me he was going away because of this situation, and then had the reality of a situation with the person he was with. Late July, he got a second phone with a different number, and he told me this was his personal phone. His therapist had suggested this so that he could set work boundaries and use his other phone only for work. In early September, the phone wasn't working anymore, and the truth was, the Ho found information in his phone, and so he got an additional one so that he could communicate with us without her knowing. Then when she found out about the additional one, he told me it wasn't working. So I know for sure around that time, she had found out at least about the other two of us and he was kind of up in his game to try to to hide things from her. In August, all of our birthdays, all three women involved have birthdays in August. So he was a really busy guy in August. During my birthday, I was alone. I thought he had COVID and strept and was staying at a place he went to for work retreats at someone's home so that I would not be exposed. The truth was he was on a trip with the hoe for her birthday. So the other two women got big trips and big plans and I got something mailed to me from Amazon, which was just so thoughtful and lovely. But most of the summer he was 
gone. That continued into September. Work trips, bizarre stories. This is around the time, like, midsummer, fall. I started asking way more questions because things were just not making sense. And the stories were pretty crazy. At this point, I'm going to take a break from the timeline and reflect a little. Looking back, I was really lonely during that time and very alone. At the same time, I was worried about his stress level and his well-being and mental health. I was starting to get resentful towards his job because I felt like it was just becoming so unhealthy for him. And I also wasn't getting any support for my stress that I had going on. And come to find out, all those scenarios that he created were, were fake. So it just had added on top of what I was dealing with for no good reason. I have no idea. They were all made up. I am grateful that I still kept up friendships and I was involved in activities. Um, in the spring, I started biking and training for a century ride. I became more involved in a community of women who do all levels of triathlons and events. I'm going to give a shout out here to the Atomic Bettys. So I was spending a lot of time doing that. I actually, at a biking event in August, had a heat-related incident and had my first ever ambulance ride of my life and lovely emergency room visit. And he did not come there and he was not home for a couple days after. I can't remember if he was on a trip or the COVID hotel. I know during that incident, he told me his car had been stolen, which I know is not true. I am just very grateful for my friend who was there that day riding with me. She came to the emergency room with me, made sure I was okay, made sure I was okay to get home. I also prided myself on being independent and having my own interests separate from us as a couple. And I really do think this is a positive and can be a healthy thing in a relationship, but there has to be a balance. And I'm learning in my situation, the extreme I had was not healthy. Um, although I did keep up friendships and hobbies, I'm also realizing that I, I lost parts of myself and I've only figured that out the last few months as I've started finding joy again and doing some things that I had stopped doing. So back to the conversation. We moved away from a timeline of things to other topics. We started talking about work. Since I've known him, the norm was that he kept work very separate He's always worked really long hours and most days of the week. There were times I would drop him off and pick him up. I was under the impression that people at his job knew about me. Recently, he was saying there would be more opportunities with his new position for me to attend social events. When COVID settled down, COVID really worked in his favor for a lot of things. The truth was, the hotel me that... No one at work knew he was married. This was a shocker to me. And I've tried to figure out why. I know now at least one reason was that he could have other relationships. If people at work knew he was married, he couldn't cultivate relationships with co-workers and start affairs with them. I'm just saying affairs plural. Who knows? 
a fair. We'll stay with a fair. We know for sure there's one. So we started talking about work stress. And I talked about how I'd been really worried about him because of his high stress level. The truth is, he hasn't worked crazy like he used to for at least two years. She told me he's had a much more normal schedule. And things have been much better as far as that. I was really speechless at this point because work was a main stress for him. There was always things happening with work. So I was just speechless that all those things were not true. We talked about living so close. She moved in October of 2019. She said when she was looking, there was a condo that was overlooking the road onto our patio. And he was with her and he encouraged her to get one at the front of the neighborhood instead. I have wondered if he told her about the new build and those condos being for sale. And I'm sure he did. Because for him, he could cut down on his commute between residences really cut down from where she was living before was a bit of a drive so now he could just go back and forth real quick like when he needed to also I think it added to the game for him somehow probably wondering if we'd run into each other out and about I'm not really sure it was just very very close to be um, living from each other she told me she had known our address for a year since December of 2020 they were buying gifts together and he had given her his credit card to enter the information and she was entering the address and it was an address she hadn't seen before and he said he was having some financial problems and he knew the landlord who was letting him stay in this condo then she said that somewhere along the way I'm not sure the timeline but she found out my name and she asked him about me and he admitted that there had been a previous relationship and Someone he was still trying to have a connection to and was drawn to. I did not ask this at the time, but I wish I had. I don't understand why, when she knew that information, she was still okay with him hanging out with me. And she was in a relationship with him and knew I was around in some way. Just, I wish I would have asked that question. She never went to where he lived the whole time they dated. He told her that his cat, Cinnamon, had an aversion to people and that if she went over there, Cinnamon would die. She'd have a medical emergency and die because another person would be there. Cinnamon was a very sweet cat and did not have an aversion to people. And this conversation as well... I won't go into details in this one, but he told her all sorts of stories about our pets and ones that had died that hadn't died and ones that around that weren't still around. And it's just all made up craziness. But she had not been to the condo. She had not been to where he lived the whole time they had dated. We talked some about family. I asked if she thought it was strange not meeting his family since they had been together for so long. And he had told her that he was estranged from his family. And that's why he didn't introduce her to them. But she also told me that his dad knows her as a co-worker because he comes to events and she had met him that way. Later on, I thought, why would 
his dad come to so many events if he was estranged? Another question thought of later that I wish I would have asked. Holidays and vacations. He went on family vacations and holidays with her family. Thanksgiving of 2020 was kind of in the middle of COVID. I was all by myself for Thanksgiving. I thought he was on a work trip. Thanksgiving of 2021, he was gone. Christmas of COVID 2020. I remember him calling me Christmas Eve saying something had come up and he had to go stay at the COVID hotel. I remember he was really emotional during telling me the reason and I, it involved her. Um, something about her family members were sick and she couldn't stay at the COVID hotel. So he had to stay there. And I remember thinking it was a strange story and just a really emotional response to what was happening. So I thought he stayed at the hotel Christmas Eve, but he was with her. Christmas Day, he came home. We went, we had lunch with his parents and we went to my parents' house and did gifts. We didn't go to our big family gathering. And then that night, I thought he went back to the COVID hotel, but he was with her family Christmas night and they traveled and were with them. Not only... There were holidays where I was by myself, but then there were holidays like this where he managed to put the combination of the two together. Mental health. This is a sensitive topic and it's something I do for a living. It's something personally I have dealt with. I've used therapy myself as a support through this and other times in my life when I've experienced loss or in stressful times. I'm a huge advocate for having someone who's objective to listen and help you through situations and figure out how to problem solve. I know it's really hard for people to seek help. I would encourage if anyone is dealing with something to seek out support if they need it in whatever way that means, family, friends, a therapist. I know it's awkward to talk to someone as a stranger, but it can be helpful at times. This situation is probably one of the harder things I feel like I've ever gone through and one of the harder things we ever went through in our marriage. Here I have my husband who I love so much who I see is just suffering and struggling and I thought his job had got to the point where it was too overwhelming for him and I thought he had an inpatient mental health day late September, early October. I don't think I told my family about it. Looking back at the situation, there were a lot of red flags. This is my wheelhouse and this is really close to home for me. And there were a lot of things that did not add up for me. But I think at the time I was just too close to the situation emotionally that I wasn't able to separate out the information I was getting and logically kind of go through it in my head until I had some <clears throat> space and looked at it later. The truth is that there was no inpatient stay. During those couple months after the fake stay, the Ho thought he had been at a therapy program that he went to in the evenings and he would stay there overnight. 
But she told me she'd seen his car at our house a couple of times recently, and she had caught him there late one night and once in the morning leaving. And so she had caught him in lies and had still seen him at our place, which baffles me. I think that was pretty recent before everything hit the fan. And ever since the impatient stay, there was a huge shift his stress was lower, he was setting work boundaries, he was around way more, we were going out a lot together, spending a lot of time together. In a way, it was almost like we were newlyweds again, like we were getting used to living with, with each other again because he'd been gone so much. He was like a different person. I don't know really how to explain it other than to say that we were communicating more, he talked about work a lot more. Looking back, I don't know if he knew I was close to saying something has got to change with your work because it led to a nervous breakdown and a hospital stay. And so I don't know if he had to act like it was all better now. And after talking to the hoe, I think this was probably his norm the last couple of years with her, that his schedule was what much more open, his stress level was a lot less, and... That's how he was able to spend so much time with me those couple months because she thought he was in that program in the evening. This almost makes things harder for me un to understand. If you would have told me in September that he was having an affair, I would have probably said it would have made more sense in the timeline with that because he was never home most of the summer. And I'm not sure why things changed so much in October to December. I just, I was really grateful. Like I had my husband back and he wasn't struggling like he had been. And I cannot wrap my head around the change or the reason for it. And come to realize it's just something I will never know the reason of. Back to the conversation, I asked how she got my number. And she said she got my number out of his phone a while ago which tells me she had known about me for some time. Then she asked me, what's your plan? I said, I have more self-respect than to stay with my husband who's been having an affair for three years. I deserve better than that. I said, what are your plans? Well, he can stay here if he needs to. I didn't tell him he had to leave or anything. I mean, we were planning on spending the rest of our lives together and that may still be happening. So those are my plans. Hence the title, Know Your Worth. I knew my plan was not to continue to be with someone who was a liar. And the things I was finding out in this conversation were making my head spin. And I could not believe to her it was just, oh, well... Nothing's really changing over here on this side with me. We're still moving forward. We came to the end of the conversation. She asked me about my birthday and said our birthdays are close together and asked what he did for my birthday because he was with her. And I was like, how'd you know it was my birthday or how'd you know my birthday date? And she was like, well, I looked you up. So I found out some information about you. Which I thought was a little strange. I apologized for knocking on her door like I had the day before and it was very out of character for me and I wanted her to know that. 
And she said, it's okay. I've thought a lot of times about knocking on your door, and I just never have gotten up the nerve to do it. This was at the end of the conversation, and we ended the conversation. And I'm not sure exactly what she would have said if she knocked on my door. That is another question I wish I would have asked her. As time passed after the conversation that I replayed over and over in my head as days after, I started just thinking, and I feel like she knew he was married. She had said when we started dating, I didn't know he was married, which I thought was strange wording, and I feel like she did find out somewhere along the way. She said she had looked me up, so she had seen my last name and saw it was the same as his. She said she knew my address for a year and found my name and knew he had been in a some type of relationship with me. And I realized he was living just as much of life as a lie and a double life and she knew about that and still continued her relationship. He admitted to her that he's a habitual liar and he's been that way since he's young. I trusted. I thought he was honest and loyal. I believed everything he told me. I really didn't know about any of these lies until the piece of mail I found. And then everything that happened after that, that night and then this conversation. Later on, I thought, wow, she was okay with him having a relationship with her and me. She was the only one who knew about all the people involved other than him. He knew everyone who was involved, but she obviously had known for quite a while that the relationship was not just the two of them and was not just monogamous. She asked a lot of intrusive questions about things I have not included. I know this is, I'm giving you guys a lot, but I'm not even giving you everything she asked. And she asked them in a way that was rude and bitchy, and I feel like she had no place a, to ask the questions. B, to be judgmental. She didn't really have any right to know anything about my marriage. And I do have some regrets in that sense from talking to her. I think I was at a point when she reached out where I was lost. I hadn't slept. I was looking for answers. On the flip side of that, I do appreciate all the information she gave me. I started getting some questions answered and started to put pieces of the puzzle together. And that was my only conversation or communication with her was the conversation the day after everything happened. In the weeks and months following the conversation, I created a timeline of where I thought he had been. I looked kind of of the last few years and I started piecing together just that he was gone more. And as their relationship progressed, I could definitely see where he was not around as much. And I also got some information and documents um, during the divorce and matched all of that information together that she had shared. And all of that that came out in that conversation, the truths I've given you are actually the reality of the situation. Those were really what had happened. It wasn't like either of us was making anything up. I think um, the things that were shared matched the facts that I got later on. One of the hardest things to work through for me that I learned in that conversation was that 
He was living the life with her that I had been waiting to live. I thought once his work settled down, we would take trips and travel and have a close friend group and he would be around for all the holidays with family. I later found out that they had been members of a church since November of 2020, which is something I have always wanted for us as a couple and thought that his work schedule never allowed for us to pursue that. I was just so hurt and betrayed that there was never time to do those things with me as his wife and that he chose to do them with other women. As I look back at my journaling during that time, I just kept coming back to that, like, here I am being the loyal, supportive wife and waiting and this whole other life was happening that I wasn't part of her that he did not choose to have with me. The quotes for this episode, I have one specifically for the hoe. Stupid is knowing the truth, seeing the truth, but still believing the lies. This next one is from a meme. I couldn't find the author. And then one day I discovered my own light, my own inner gangster. I snatched back my I snatched my power back and the game changed. This next one is from Tamara Levitt. I breathe deeply and courageously and take one step after the other because beyond the darkness, there is always light. This next one, I think it's from Find Your Shine Therapy. Things that can be equally true. You are resilient and need a break. You gave your all and need to back out. You are independent and still need others. You were sure and things changed. You were kind and have boundaries. Others have it worse and your pain is valid. You did your best and now you know more. I also have a few lessons that I've learned. The first one is I am standing up for myself. I am done with being disrespected. Even though the fear of what life would be like with that decision, I knew I could not stay living with the lies once I found them out. There is a quote from Andy Frisella. It says, courage is not a lack of fear. It's an intentional decision to take action in spite of fear. So I really feel that was a situation. I still had a lot of fear, but I made that decision because I knew it was the right thing to do. The second lesson, I was too accommodating. I know there are give and take in relationships and balance, and I feel like I was the one always saying okay to everything. I was changing my plans. I never disagreed if he had to be away for longer, had to leave for work emergencies or calls. And I'm still working on the reason for that and what I can learn from it. I have not figured that out, but I have realized at least it's an issue and it's something that I need to work on and be aware of. The next lesson is that there are questions that I will not find answers to and I need to be at peace with that. I struggle with why he had the affair so long and why he continued to stay with me. The only thing I can figure out is that things are always about him and he's selfish and it was meeting some need 
our relationship was meeting some need for him. I don't know if it was he created this stress and then I was supportive and encouraging and listening. On some level, I think he enjoyed the companionship we had and friendship we had. I also think that it was just part of the manipulation and the game for him and everything was very calculated and, and thought out. I have only talked to him a handful of times since all of this has happened. It was mainly logistical things as far as the divorce. I said some things during those conversations that I needed to say, but there was never any explanation offered or questions answered. At first, he said that was because attorneys were involved, which didn't really make sense to me. And sometimes I can't make sense or try to figure out answers. And it's been really hard for me to reconcile you know, what I was learning after everything happened with the person I thought I knew. All I can do is tell myself that I was caught in a web of a master manipulator who had no emotion. Once I start trying to go down the path of figuring things out, that's what I tell myself and tell myself I can't figure out why he did what he did. All I can figure out is my reaction and what I can learn from it. I considered asking for a conversation to ask questions um, a few months down the road, but I decided not to do that. I felt like it may be more damaging. I felt like everything he says is lies, so I probably couldn't believe anything he said anyway. And knowing me, I feel like it would just lead to more questions for me. It couldn't just be one conversation. I would have questions from that conversation. I decided as part of my healing that it was just best to move on. The final lesson, it was not my fault. I am not responsible for the choices he made. I have a really hard time understanding the reason people lie and cheat because it's just so against my values and who I am as a person. I know I was faithful and committed and I'm at peace knowing I kept all my marriage vows. And if you are in a relationship and are the one who is cheating, please have the hard conversation and be honest because the more time that goes by, the more destruction and hurt is going to be caused and people's lives are just affected in such a devastating way. So if you are in that situation, please make a decision to do the right thing. Before I end this episode, I just want to say if you are struggling with a mental health issue, stress, or loss, please reach out to a friend or family member for support. I also wanted to give the suicide hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. And I just wanted to make sure that I gave this resource because I feel like it is so important. Thank you for listening. I appreciate everyone's time. My goal is to post an episode weekly, so please stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. All those things you do when you love a podcast. Also, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Voice Now Heard and Twitter at Jana Voice Now. That's at Jana, J-A-N-N-A, Voice Now. Take care.